Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, April the 29th, 2023. It is currently 1028 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I walked up the stairs this morning here into the studio. I walked up the stairs, came around the table, sat down, you know, made sure the uh, MacBook Pro was turned on, made sure the microphone was ready to go. Then I kind of pushed the microphone arm over to the side. I opened my Bible, started thinking about, you know, what do I want to discuss today? Uh, there was some emails that I received that I thought about doing some uh, podcast episodes about. Um, obviously, there's always scripture to talk about. I'm also trying to prepare for tomorrow. At Victory Baptist Church, we're probably going to be discussing Deuteronomy chapter 6 and Matthew 4. You know, how do I want to approach that? Just all kinds of different things like that. But the focus really was on scripture, on doctrine, on theology. And that's where my mind was. That's, that's what I would prefer to focus on. But as I was looking at everything, I opened up the Apple podcast app on my MacBook Pro. And I thought, well, I'll just at least listen to one of the news podcasts that I subscribe to, the ones that kind of give you the uh, top of the hour updates. They're about five minutes long. I'm like, well, I haven't, haven't paid any attention to what's going on in the world today. So let me just take at least five minutes to do that as I continue to try to process exactly what I want to do for the Theology Central podcast, what I want to do for my own devotional time what I want to do for church, you know, as I'm trying to figure all of that out, because sometimes you're just like, I don't really know what to do. You're kind of stuck. So I thought, you know, let's just listen to, you know, a quick news update. And then, you know, then I can kind of come back and, and try to process and figure out what direction I want to take. And so I hit play. And when I hit play, well, I heard this. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. In the small town of Cleveland, Texas, people are being asked to avoid the area of the nation's latest mass shooting. NPR's Amy Held reports five people are dead, including a child, three are injured, and a suspect is at large. It began with a man firing his AR-style weapon into his front yard some 40 miles north of Houston. It was close to midnight, says San Jacinto County Sheriff Greg Capers. One of the victims came out of the house and said, hey, we have a, a small baby that's trying to, to sleep, and the man said, I'll shoot out in my front yard, do what I want to in my own residence. By the time police arrived, four people were dead, several others in critical condition. An eight-year-old boy was flown to the trauma center. It was too late. He died, too. From the number one cause of death for children in the U.S., firearms. Capers says a SWAT team cleared nearby properties and determined the suspect had fled the county. A manhunt is underway. Amy Held, NPR News. The U.S. Inc. I don't know what to say. That's not the way I wanted to start my day. The leading cause of death, firearms for children in the United States of America. Someone off in their yard, you know, just 
firing their weapon and a neighbor's like, hey, we've, we've, got a, we've got a baby. And the next thing you know, five people are dead. Five people are dead. It's one, it's one of those situations that, you know, like, I guess one, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just baffled how, I, just most people are numb to it now. Another mass shooting, some children die, you know, well, big deal. Of course, if, if it does become a big deal. We know exactly how the arguments will go. It'll be a, become an argument about more guns, less guns, more uh, people just start yelling and screaming about guns. Of course, the people who are dead are, are literally, they just become pawns in a political game. They're forgotten. Phil, so, so that's frustrating. We know how the argument will go. It's just a never-ending circle of arguments that nothing ever changes. People continue to die and people just grow numb to it. That frustrates me. Theologically, you don't even know how much I struggle with all of it. You know, once again, it, it's that, that we, we, we've been talking about it in our series on temptation. You know, how God, how God is involved. Well, when we understand temptation is more than just an enticement to evil, it's trials and difficulties. Well, we clearly know God sovereignly decrees whatever comes to pass. We know all things work according to his, his goodwill and pleasure. Well, that's hard to process when a child was just killed for doing what? Because some person had to have a gun and think that they could just go into their front yard and start shooting. Like it, it's just, it's just one of those things that from a theological perspective, I will never be able to wrap my mind around. I'll never be able to fully understand or comprehend. And I know all of the, you know, ways we try to get around it as a Christian and we try to explain it this way and we try to explain it that way. But you know, deep down that most of those explanations Either one, they don't really explain anything, and two, it's just a poor, feeble attempt for us to try to to just try to bring some kind of comfort to ourselves so that we can feel better. That's just another horrible story, another horrible shooting here in the United States of America. Happening over and over and over and over and over again. And I know Christians will argue about, no, we need more guns. We need more guns. Again, I'll just, I'll never understand the typical Christian's perspective on guns. I just never will because I believe in total depravity. And I don't understand putting gun, guns in the arms of totally depraved people is what everyone should want. I, I just don't understand that. And some people say, well, because people are totally depraved, therefore I need a gun in order to protect myself from totally depraved people. But you're totally depraved. So when you say a good guy with a gun, who's the good guys with the gun? Because there's no one good. We all are sinners. Now, I know you could try to argue around it and we could just go and put it this way. It doesn't matter what, what you say in regards to these kinds of horrible stories. It doesn't matter what you say. It's just all it leads is to arguing and arguing and arguing. I just know that it's bizarre that gun deaths are the leading, or guns is a leading cause of death for children in the United States of America. That is, that is beyond comprehension to me. We went when, you know, children were dying in car accidents. The next thing you know, they started regulating. Okay, the child has to sit in the backseat until this age. They have to be in a seatbelt. They have to be in a car seat. All of these rules and laws and regulations in order to make kids safer being transported in a vehicle. 
But hey, guns can kill people. Nobody wants any rules or anything to regulate anything. Children getting into, you know, medicine. So what do we do? They pass rules and laws that medicine have to have a childproof cap on it to try to keep kids out of it, to protect them. Anytime something starts happening, there's rules and regulations listed to try to protect, to try to limit the number of fatalities. In America, who knows how many children have to die before anyone takes notice or cares. But And I know the minute I just even talk about this, we, we walk right into the never-ending debate in this country. And, and it's just, it's mad. I, like, I, don't, I don't know how to address it theologically. Definitely don't know how to address it culturally. Definitely don't want to address it politically. I don't have any answers. I just know I'm tired of listening to the news, hearing about another mass shooting. I know I'm tired of turning on the news, hearing about more children being killed because of guns. I know this. I'm tired of it. And you can you can sit there and just more worry and yell and scream about your rights or whatever. But I I, I just I just don't know. And again, I I don't know how to process it theologically. I just don't. I just don't. I just know. I know on one hand, theologically, I I know and believe God is omnipotent, omniscient. I know he's all powerful. I know he's all knowing. I know he's omnipresent. He's present everywhere at all times. I do know that and understand that because the word of God declares it. I know that to be true. At the same time, I I see that the all-powerful, all-knowing, present everywhere God doesn't intervene or stop these kinds of things from happening. So there's a there's family today who's well, they've lost family members. So I don't know how you process these kinds of things. You probably don't even want to talk about this. I know most will just move on with their day. It's another Saturday. Yeah, some people got shot and killed. Yeah. So let's, I know, I know we won't say it in, in those kind of such harsh, uncaring terms. I know we won't use those words, but, but we all know that's exactly what we will do in a couple of hours. Even, even me, as much as upset as I am about it right at this moment, give it a couple hours, I'm going to move on with my day. In fact, as soon as this broadcast is over, I'm going to reset Start figuring out what we do, what, you know, what, what do I do next? What do we talk about next? What, what's the next live broadcast? Okay, well, how do I work on Deuteronomy chapter six? And then next thing you know, I'll be doing whatever I'm going to do for the day. Then I'll, you know, I'll wake up tomorrow, go to church. We'll talk Deuteronomy six, Matthew chapter four. We'll just move on with our lives because that's what, that's what we have to do. Other people, the, vict- the, the family members of the victims of this shooting, they won't be able to just move on with their life. We'll just move on with our lives. I, I just don't know. Is there going to ever be a tipping point on this subject? Ever? So just in case you missed it, I'll play it one more time. Just so that everyone will be informed about what happened. Here we go. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. 
In the small town of Cleveland, Texas, people are being asked to avoid the area of the nation's latest mass shooting. NPR's Amy Held reports five people are dead, including a child. Three are injured and a suspect is at large. It began with a man firing his AR-style weapon into his front yard some 40 miles north of Houston. It was close to midnight, says San Jacinto County Sheriff Greg Capers. One of the victims came out of the house and said, hey, we have a, a small baby that's trying to, to sleep. And the man said, I'll shoot out in my front yard, do what I want to in my own residence. By the time police arrived, four people were dead, several others in critical condition. An eight-year-old boy was flown to the trauma center. It was too late. He died, too. From the number one cause of death for children in the U.S., firearms. Capers says a SWAT team cleared nearby properties and determined the suspect had fled the county. A manhunt is underway. Amy Held, NPR News. There you have it. You process that, I guess, any way you want to process it. I guess you can look at it politically today. I guess you can look at it culturally today. I guess you can look at it pro-gun, anti-gun today. Maybe you'll take the time and look at it theologically and struggle with all of the implications and how you understand that. But I just hope you look at it in some way today. I just hope you think about it and look at it. Because it raises lots of very difficult questions. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.